0: Hi, I'm Anthony Fury. Thanks for joining us for the latest episode of Full Comet. We're in for a real treat today as we're joined by Canadian sports icon Elvis Stoiko, whose figure skating at the Olympics in the 1990s saw him take home two silver medals for Canada. And today we're going to talk about what the pandemic has meant for athletes, the upcoming Beijing Games and some of the concerns around them, and how Stoico will soon be touring the country once again with the Stars on Ice Tour. Elvis Stoigo joins us now. Elvis, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for stopping by.
1: Oh, Anthony, thanks so much for having me.
0: It, it must feel great to know you're going to get back out there again, uh, see the fans after, I, I guess, a two-year hiatus.
1: Yeah, it's been really, uh, it's been tough. It's been really tough uh, both for my, my wife and I. Um, we were just fortunately um, were able to do a, sh- a show down in Virginia and uh, at Bush Gardens that we've we've done previously for five years, and not due to COVID, they had finished the basically the contract, and we didn't know if we would go back or not. And we were able to uh, actually do the show November December. So there was like basically sixty shows. Uh, in an outdoor venue at bush gardens which was wonderful so i remember my wife she's in it as well she's also helping with choreography and putting some of the the show together and she plays my wife in the show and after the opening we came back and she was in tears because she's like oh my god we're actually doing this again it's been so long it felt so amazing to have you know we had five thousand people outdoors beautiful venue and um and the people were so f- enthusiastic. They loved the show. A lot of people come every year to see that Christmas show. And it was just so much fun. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to Stars on Ice uh, with my other friends and, and getting out there. You know, with Kurt, who's been, you know, we've been friends for a long time, competed against each other, rivals for many years. Uh, Jeff Butle I trained with. Um, when he was little as well. And then, of course, you know, Caitlin and Andrew, Piper and Paul, um, a, Caitlin Osmond, Kirsten and Michael. So there's going to be a great, it's a great cast and it's just going to be wonderful to get back out and see the fans again.
0: You know, you make an interesting point because a lot of people have talked about how they've put family events on hold, haven't seen loved ones, yeah. but at the same time, uh, going to regular events, people go to see the Nutcracker, they go to the Pantomime, they go to see uh, you and Kurt Browning and others on Stars and Ice. I mean, it, it really is these things, these, these cultural moments are really annual recurrences for people it's it's really part of their lives
1: yeah like for example um like this show down in virginia we didn't know we originally had three we had a three-year contract and they extended it for another two years because the show did so well and you know we're, we're going around virginia we're you know going to the mall or stuff on days off and people will come up to me and i'm you know i'm not american i'm canadian and and you know the people come up and say oh my gosh elvis stoico what a great show we come every year to see the skating show my wow. kids love it we love it it's a little half an hour show called twas that night and it did so well so like that type of thing with stars on ice where stars has been such a staple in canadian history with figure skating showing off all the wonderful athletes and champions over the years that you know people miss that we were bummed the first year and then of course the second year we're like oh my gosh you know so now to be able to go back out again and 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 see everyone and connect with the fans the fans that have been supportive of us when we were skating and all the new new skaters because we have such a great fan base In Canada, they're so supportive of Canadian skating. They're so supportive of skating in general. All even people that are coming from other countries. I know Alyssa Sisney, who's a multi-time national champion from the U.S. She's going to be in the show as well, which is great. And I just, oh, when I got when we got the contract and heard that it's going along, and we're watching, you know, uh, with bated breath on any changes that that may come up. So I'm just, I heard excited news too that the U.K. is going to be pulling. Uh, all you know passports and vaccines and mass mandates and all this sort of stuff so hopefully that'll set a precedent and and hopefully can push things forward for other countries as well including Canada being Commonwealth and and all of that so you know I just pray that we're able to uh, you know move forward from all of this I know everyone is is having a you know, a tough time with it in their own way. Uh,
0: Elvis, I know you speak with a lot of upcoming athletes. Uh, you offer them support and mentorship, and I'm sure you hear it from, from them, whether they're people who are heading for the Olympics or maybe just a, a four-year-old, five-year-old who's just starting to learn skating or figure skating or hockey, that that this stop and start and the absence of ice time, the lost years, it is, I, I mean, I've heard it from, from hockey people. I've heard from uh, junior professional golfers. I mean, every sport, it's like athletes have, have been so frustrated. I, I really feel for the young up-and-comers.
1: Yeah, it's tough, and I know that people, you know, that are not athletes look at it and say, "Well, you know, there's there's more serious things in life." And I'm and I and I say yes, but on the other hand, the sacrifice that not just the athlete, it's the family, it's right. everyone involved. My my you know, people say, "Did you have any sponsors?" I said, "Yeah, my dad. Wow, <laughs> he worked yeah. at his own landscaping company. You know, we weren't making a lot of money, and he worked his butt off. You know, there's times where yeah, I remember." him getting up at like one in the morning because there was a snowstorm. And then I didn't see him till like two in the afternoon and he was plowing all night. And then there's, and of course, those were the times where I was competing the most and he didn't go to the competitions because he was busy at home snow plowing or in the summer, I was working with him to help, uh, you know, landscaping, cutting grass, planting flowers, doing maintenance, all this stuff, uh, growing up as a teenager to help him out. And, you know, it's, all of the sacrifice, my mom traveled everywhere with me, um, looking after everything is, you know, to, to make sure that I was in the right frame of mind to do the best I could to become a champion. And so many friends that are coaches now had called me during the pandemic, especially after the first like six months that many skaters had were deciding to retire because they're right on that weird cusp of, you know, they're, it was It was that make it or break it season or make it or break it year. And of course it landed on COVID. so they were like, right. well, what do I do now? You know do I make the national team? Will I ever you know fulfill my dream? And then in skating, because like many sports, skating, it, it, it's perishable. It's a perishable skill, we call it. So if you're not on it every day, you lose it. And to keep up with the rest of the world, like we know that, you know, Russia and Japan and all the powerhouses were still allowing athletes to train. I know that they were setting up special um I guess, uh, venues and things that they could train under uh, protection of COVID and they were able to keep going. So we in Canada ended up getting, you know, a little bit of the short end of the stick because they weren't able to put in an infrastructure to allow athletes to keep training in some instances, um, especially with ice. Like you can do all the dryland training you want, but unless you're touching that ice regularly uh, every day, it's a very very difficult you lose the feel that sensation and it takes it takes time to get back and my heart goes out to them i'll you know talk to to kids or send videos to say hey you know hang in there um and just stay focused it's been very very difficult
0: well do you think canadian athletes might be at a bit of a competitive disadvantage just because to your point other countries uh really found every way possible to do the workarounds and to give them the ice time
1: It, hands down i mean there's there's two points too that that had gone on especially for figure scanning i can't speak for other um sports because i don't know fully how they were managed to 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 do it some of them are outdoor sports of course but the indoor sports take a take a big hit because of the uh the venues not allowing anyone in but we definitely are going to be at a disadvantage uh i think going in um because of that training that, that the lack of training the other fact too i mean we have a very We'll have a very green team. We have a few. We have a few veterans, but I mean, 2018 we had such a strong team that uh, we had lots of veterans on that team, lots of experience, and they were right at the peak of their careers. And now we have sort of a new group coming up that are you know great talent, but it's going to take time for them to to uh, flourish. And with the COVID. Uh, lack of training and so forth. I think it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. You know, anything can happen there, you know, fluky things could happen, but good or bad, but you know, we just want to support the team we have and give them, you know, because they've gone through so such a difficult time.
0: I I know there's a variety of competing perspectives when it comes to all these things, yo-yoing on and off. And and I guess some people, when things open again, they say, yes, I'm the first one there. I want to be there right away. I know my boys, uh, you know, small kids, they're, they're, they're six and eight. They really want to get back on the do hockey ASAP. others said well i'm not so sure about it uh, for various reasons covid concerns or just they said well i already missed three months i don't want to go back to the season midway do, do you feel how's this all going to sort out in the wash like are we going to come back stronger uh with sports in canada how does it uh, how does it balance
1: yeah it's going to be it's all mental it's all the mental uh-huh. game like i i uh, because because of um you know, lack of shows, I was teaching tons of hockey. So I've got a lot of hockey students I've been working power skating with. And the big thing is the mental side, you know, they're anywhere from, you know, eight years old to right up to the junior A level, OHL level I'm working with. Um, so just keeping them motivated, especially talking with the parents, I've been speaking with them quite a bit to help them. They're, they're you know, leaning on me for guidance. And I'm like, well, it's just a matter of just keeping them motivated, Keep keeping their eye on the ball for the future um, and that's the biggest thing all I can relate it to really Anthony is that even those years where I was injured for example I used that as my experience base so if I had an injury that took me out for you know six months sometimes you don't know how long it's going to take you just keep your eye on the ball you keep your eye on the dream you don't let go you hang on to that with everything you got and you do the best you can with what you have like so for example for me you know i'm gonna be 50 this year and you know taking time off the ice and not training it's very hard for us to get back so for example i was telling the kids i said well i do all my dry landing dry land training as much as i can whatever i can so i'm prepared so when the rink opens up i can get on the ice and at least just focus on the skill set for skating not getting myself in shape so it's the mindset it's the will to not give in and not give in to all of the stuff that's happening and and it's difficult there's some that weren't able to do it there's some that are Um, I see a lot of the kids you know they're all everyone's struggling but you see the ones that are grasping it that have that champion attitude that never give up Focus that go. You know what? I'm not giving up on this. I'm going to go, and the parents that are supporting them, and uh, you know, I, I I love being there for them to help them because it's not just simply, you know, teaching power skating. I, I help them mentally from all my martial arts background to, to stay focused and, and channel their willpower. So I'm also working with a girl I'm doing some mentorship work as well um, There's a girl that I'm working with who's an equestrian rider, believe it or not and a wonderful girl, teenage girl um, wonderful family and I've been working with her uh, via Zoom every week, keeping her focused uh, getting her zoned in for what she's doing and she wants to make the Olympics one day and definitely has a shot at doing it um, and then trying to wade through school and doing stuff online keeping her training going keeping the mental set going so the mentorship stuff i've been doing on the side has is, is been quite um Rewarding, um, and because it is it is quite a challenge. We're at very interesting times, and uh, you know there's lots of difference of opinion. Um, definitely with vaccines and all these different things. It, 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 you know, families are split up because of it. Right. You know, split in different groups, and we've we've all heard it, and it's it's so difficult. And then the kids they end up suffering. You know, and 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 it's really hard. So. Just for me, I'm just trying to help out as best I can with that, and and um, you know give myself inspiration as I do it as well, so I can keep keep going. And I'm just you know uh, happy that I can help a few along the way.
0: Yeah, a lot of athletes are in the headlines related to various vaccine issues, and I wonder how you'd recommend the public sort of navigate uh, those stories because they're obviously hot button issues. People have strong opinions about it. I see there's a number of athletes who have said that they they don't really have concerns with the vaccine so much in terms of the vaccine, just that they. Know You know, you get a second dose, you you might have to be in bed for a day or two. And they're just saying, I I can't do that being in bed for two days. I don't have a problem with the vaccine. I get it. I just don't even want the two days of of side effects that we all admit are happening because I can't lose the ice time or or the field time or, or whatever the respective sport is.
1: Yeah, and and it's a delicate situation too, Anthony. Like even if I talk about it, so i right. have always been pretty open about things. So it's a it's very delicate. So in, in answering that question, you know, everyone has to. I believe everyone has the right to to their own body and decide what they need for themselves. That's that that's where I stand on that. The second aspect I understand about um, I've known number of athletes and I've seen it where they've you know training and they've taken the vaccine. And they haven't been the same. And I'm not talking about a couple of days. It's been, you know, a month, a couple months. And they, they don't feel it. There's another, uh, through some friends that I've worked with as well on on uh, athletics. And there's been, you know, it, it's been difficult. It's been hard on them. And, uh, you know, I know there's ways to detox a lot of the stuff. Um, I've had reactions to things years ago. So I was very, very nervous about it um you know i'm not susceptible to cancers and things like that but nervous system diseases yes and that was one thing that it affected uh, you know different vaccines were affecting so that's that's something that was on my mind and it's not something you know i'm conspiracy theorists and read everything but this is from my own experience with my own body all i can tell people is that i know my body i know it very well as an athlete and that's why athletes a lot of them were like you know what you know especially you know there's there's a whole thing about the tennis thing as well that's going on as well done in australia there's a lot of different things going on and it's it's uh there's so much information there's so much split of of opinion but to try to wade through it, especially for my wife and I, is just to try to stay focused on. Okay, what do we know about our own bodies? We gotta stay f- to to understand it, and, and just don't take one person's word for it. Do the research that you can. Speak to other people uh, in the know that understand it, whether it be chemists or doctors or homeopaths or natural paths or whatever. Just to try to find the answer that's gonna that you are gonna feel comfortable because it right you know there's certain people that are just you 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 can feel in your gut you're like oh this isn't right for me whatever decision it is and you've got to be okay with it and and that's something that's that's really really hard um and again with athletes taking off two three four five six days god knows how long and it's precious because you don't know if a rink is going to close or a venue is going to close that's what was really hard so it is a tough situation no matter what I say, people are going to be on one side right. of the fence or the other, and it, and it's hard, especially now in the day of social media. You know, they they they, they attack people right away. People are re- some people are super outspoken about it. Some people are a little bit quieter about it. Um, I you know I've been quiet about it because I really don't want to discuss a lot of my own personal medical history with anybody. But um, you know, talking with you just a little bit open, just so that it's not simply. Um, written because as we know, on social media, the tone in which you write is very difficult for people to gauge. and that's also hard to to deal with with social media. So having proper interviews and talking out so people can hear the full story on on what people are thinking, it's hard. there's a lot of people that are frustrated um and they're gonna you know say things out of anger and i and i try not to i try to you know anyone i'm mentoring or working with said if you go on social media try not to express your full feelings or or anger on there because once it's on there you know you're gonna be tagged with it and it's difficult so just be calm when you make your comments be be level-headed understand your situation fully before you you put something out there because it, it it can come back and bite you
0: no, it's very good advice. It's it's sad, the divisiveness of it all. I can only speak as a parent of, of, of small kids who are up there on the ice getting hockey. And I, I know there's a lot of split opinions on, on introducing vaccine mandates and passports to different arenas. And the government, maybe maybe the government requires it now. Originally, they didn't. So some arenas were just making their own choice to bring it in. And there is split opinions on it all. And, and I guess it's sad because... Um, as you could speak to far better than than I'm sure I could it's sort of a great equalizer once a kid w- whatever they're doing they're putting on the hockey gear they're lacing up for figure skating they're, they're going out into uh, the soccer field it's the great equalizer you're rich you're poor whatever your background is whatever your ethnicity is you're just getting out there you're being you you're being true to yourself and, and it's, it's it's so it's so good for kids and any little barrier I think is unfortunate
1: Yeah, and I know, and I'll be honest, growing up, for me, I was a really, really shy kid, and I wasn't, I was, you know, a little socially awkward, and skating helped me get over that. But the confidence came from my ability. When I trained and trained, and my parents were always saying, they came from Europe in the 50s, and they were like, you make your way, you train hard, and it'll pay off. You just train, you work hard. And that was the whole thing. I just stayed focused on my game and, and was trained really hard. And through all of that, as I got better as a skater, even better as a martial artist, or that that physical prowess gave me confidence in myself. And I said, you know what? If I if I can do this physically and get good at it, then you know, if I want to do something like public speaking, which I never thought I'd be able to do, and now I, I can do it speaking in front of people, doing interviews, all of that. Um, It gave me the confidence and that was an outlet that allowed me to build that. And a lot of kids, it's not just simply just winning the game, it's about the day-to-day grind that they love to get better at a physical um, skill, a sport, whatever it is. It can be at the regional level, it can be at the club level, it can be at the uh, national level, whatever it is, world level, Olympic level it all those demons you break down and you discover who you are and that's a confidence thing when you remove that and then even removing you know with schooling and the social contact with their peers all of that is is it's so detrimental and, and I'm seeing it I have got friends with kids and they're just they're noticing it you know and it's 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 very very difficult and I just my heart goes out to them, if, if, with you as well, with with young kids to see the the difference in not having that social contact. And sports is so great for that. It's such a great way to 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 help with the um, the confidence, understanding, and it's and it's a great teacher. It's, it's amazing how skills, physical skills like that, is is a self teacher in a lot of ways. It it's self it's you can self teach through it all. You know, understanding failure, success not being able to reach the goal reaching a goal it, all of that is so important
0: and it seems like kids respond well to that is is that your impression when you're when you're working with younger uh skaters when you're mentoring hockey players
1: yeah because there's there's kids that i i know that they're i've such a diverse group there's kids that are um, that have a lot of heart that may not have the physical, natural ability off the top, but their heart makes up for it. And, they, and then they're, they're super quiet. Or I have kids that, are, that love to talk and they ask questions and they're super analytical and they learn through the talking and that connection. Um, some just physically have to do it. They don't say much. They're quite shy but they, and they're super talented and they go and they do it. I just tell them once and they go and do it. It's amazing to see all of that uh, in there. And, and I was, uh, <laughs> I had a tear come to my eye cause I was away for a few months and, you know, the rinks have been closed and I have all the dads writing me and moms writing me saying, Hey, when are you back? You know, uh, so-and-so misses you they miss training with you like that, that, you know, that, that pokes me right in the, right in the center. Cause it means that, um, they love the teaching and that one-on-one and, and, uh, I know what it's like. Uh, I I always liked working one-on-one, not in big groups and being in an individual sport. So working with, a hockey player that's in a team sport, but working with them individually, it it helps them give them the confidence so that when they go and skate with their peers, they can feel more confident in what they're doing. And and I help them show what's already there. Not really, it's not so much like I like I wrote my um uh the girl that I work with, the equestrian writer, and she says, Yeah, hey, I got some questions for you on my next session. Um, it'd be great to go through some things. I like, I love how you fix things. And I said, Well, I'm not really fixing anything. I'm just showing you what's already there. And I'm just enhancing what you, the skills you already have. We're just honing what's there. I want to show you what you already have. And once you have that, you'll understand that's where confidence comes from. And, um, you know, with, without that, and with those venues being closed and that, that disconnect, it, it is it is hard it is really really hard so in the meantime i've been trying to do my best uh, along the way through all of this i,
0: I got to ask you this question elvis stoiko arena in richmond hill uh, i i know that's a city of richmond hill facility D- do you do any of the teaching there or do you ever do you ever show up at that arena i don't know how it works but that would just be so cool for a kid to uh, to be with you at elvis <laughs> stoico arena
1: yeah people you know kids are like oh my god that's your rink you own that i'm like i don't own the rink i don't own the <laughs> rink but but my name is on it. So what happens is there there's a, a figure skating school that I'll, I'll skate at called RTC Richmond Training Center, and um, that's in Richmond Hill as well. But at another rink, there's like four or five rinks in the area, and um, we train at a newer facility, uh, has a larger rink, uh, more space, and it's a double pad. So it, it's right. only and it's only like maybe a 10 minute drive. But there are times where when I'm I'm booking ice if I need some private ice or whatever, and they put me at Elvis Doiko and you know? oh, that's cool. And I've done some and I've done some teaching there so it's actually kind of cool. So, you know, kids will be like, "Hey, let's take a picture of me in front of the rink with them with the name of the Stoico Arena in the back," which is actually kind of a cool little thing too. So, it's fun and I have a lot of dads, "Hey man, I, I play hockey there at your rink." And I'm like, "Well, it's not my rink. It's just my, <laughs> my name it's just my name on it." <laughs> that's
0: awesome. We'll be back in just a moment with more full comment with Elvis Stoico Of course, one of the big issues that's being discussed in the sports world right now, the 2022 Beijing Games, the Winter Olympics coming up. Elvis, what do you think about when you think about the Beijing Games? Because there's so much going on right now in terms of, as we discussed, athletes who are saying, you know, I haven't had as much time as I've wanted to or trying to navigate the various issues. And of course, the politics of going to China right now, where, uh, well, Canada is doing, I guess, what they call a diplomatic boycott, as are uh, many other Western nations. There must be so much pressure for these athletes right now.
1: Oh, right now I can't imagine like what's what's going through their minds. Um, you know, the diplomatic boycotting, the 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 controversy. Um, simply, athletes going. You know what? I've basically given up my whole life, sacrificed everything to get to this point, And you know, some some may have a shot at winning. They might be medal contention that was their dream, and now because of training or lack of training or through the political realm of it all uh it just I, I there's so many pieces to this i have no idea like it, it, there's you know I can just sit back and watch all i can say is i'm glad i don't have to make a decision mm. and that i'm not involved in it because right now it's so hard like just some of the athletes i've worked with leading up the last two years just trying to get to nationals and Maybe get on the team, just simply keeping them motivated was so hard. Like, so hard, you know. And, and, uh, and then in that now, now, after just getting, okay, we're going to make it. We're going to get to the Olympics. They maybe make the team. Now there's more stuff to deal with. Now there's the political realm of it all and the boycotting and the, the we're going to go. Now we're not going to go because of this. And oh my gosh, it just, I, I, I wish it was a world where things were just simpler it was just about the games and just just competing well I think the question you know,
0: that win. all the athletes are probably asked first of all whenever they're in an interview in a conversation with someone is Should we be boycotting these games? What do you think of that question? And what do you think of the fairness of asking that question to athletes?
1: Uh, it's a really hard question to ask them, to put them in that spot. It's it's really, really hard. I know some will be able to talk about it more. Others will be quiet because they just don't want to get involved in all the politics of it all. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and and uh, pointing fingers and saying this and that. And uh, it's so hard. It's such a difficult place to... to um, uh, to be put in, you know, to be placed in. And, you know, cause you know, there are athletes that are looked at as, as uh, role models right. and there's some athletes that are like, I just want to compete. I'm not a role model. I just want to do my thing. I just, I started this cause I love doing it. And now all of this is, is coming to be right. And, and part of the, part of it is like, you know, you don't want to feel selfish either because it's all about, you know, as an athlete, you are self-centered it's just it's just that way because you have to be in order to be the best you have to you have to focus you have to put everything aside and it's hard and and it's it's a difficult um it's a difficult uh road uh on every level from the mental physical the spiritual all of that involved and then this covid and country versus country uh political confrontation just uh, it sucks that the 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 olympics have to be um thrown into that mix
0: I know there's and, also uh, personal considerations that people are facing in terms of, well, I'll read a headline to you that I have in front of me here. USA advises Olympic Olympic athletes to use burner phones in China. Like, wow, you got to feel a bit of a, a pressure from that. Your government's telling you don't bring your own cell phone. Like, Elvis, did you have any experiences like that? Like, I know, you know, there's cultural sensitivities to factor into when you're traveling on the other side of the world, but this seems to take it to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a whole new level, especially with the, the whole thing with technology, you know, people worried about being tracked and what people are saying and oh my gosh like it's just oh it, it there's so many different things and you're just the athletes are like i just want to enjoy the competition yeah. i want to enjoy what the olympics are all about when the whole world comes together and just be there and uh like the like burner phones that just i, I didn't even hear that i haven't honestly anthony after the last like maybe year and a half of all this COVID stuff, I've actually disconnected myself from like the media because Very wise. Because
0: <laughs> and I say that so as someone much, in the media,
1: <laughs> I know, but it, it, it's, 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 it's really hard. Like I, I love these shows, like what you're doing, because this is, this is, this is different, but when you're getting mainstream media stuff and they're just, it, it it's just, Oh, it, you're just bombarded with it every day it's hard to remove yourself so i just i remove myself from that my wife and i remove ourselves from that energy and we focus on what we can do because we can't change what the media is saying or doing or what the the whole world is doing all we can do is work with our own little world and do the best we can and send out the best light energy and positive energy that we can possibly do within our within our circle
0: do we put too much pressure on athletes then to stand up for things particularly this day and age i mean we're simone biles uh, talking about mental health but then all the attention she gets maybe even more pressure for that uh colin kaepernick uh, clearly felt passionately about what he did out there uh at the arena but um it, it became so controversial. So many people supported him. So many people opposed him. He became more of a political figure than an ath- athletic figure. I think for him, there were, you know, he signed the night contracts, but still he's upset that his playing career didn't go the way he wanted. I can use many other examples. And I think maybe whatever you think of the issue, it's just, it's like ratcheted up for athletes now that the, the pressure's on, on everything.
1: Yeah. It's so hard. It, 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 it's funny because there are some people that will look to athletes or celebrity or figures for you know, we'll just look at them to see what they're going to say, and right. and find it to see what where where the popular opinion is going. You know, and 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 I I, I for one, you know, people will say, "Oh, this are a role model," and I never thought of myself as a role model. I'm just a guy doing my thing and love what I'm doing because I didn't want to have to be quote unquote try to be politically correct. I'd rather I'd rather try to speak my truth, um, but make sure that I'm because. Honestly, Anthony, I'll just come out and say it. Sometimes it, when I look at it, opinions don't mean anything. Like for me, my opinion doesn't mean anything. I'm just one guy that has an opinion. And I was a figure skater. I did my thing. And, you know, that's why, I, you know, if I go on Instagram or if I go on somewhere and I'm like throwing my opinion out there but, and just throwing it at people, it's, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what I think. And sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, I always just tell people, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. It's none of my business what other people think of me. Um, it's just all I can do is try to give the best energy I can out there for the people that I work with, people that are around around me, um, stay positive for my wife um, and and try to send that message out the best I can. Because I do a, you know, I did create a pla- it, The The platform created itself. Like I was able to become unknown because of what i'm doing um and it's so hard you know when you're you know like Simone Biles, like that was such a hard place for her to be you know what i mean but you know there's two different two different opinions on it you know as an athlete you're like well the olympics is going to be hard <laughs> like it's going to be hard it's going to be difficult it's just up to you are you willing to go through all of that you know some are some are like you know what i mentally can't deal with this and i'm going to walk away right but in my opinion like looking at it i would like well make sure you're prepared for that when you're going in like the best way you can because it's going to be difficult when you are going in everyone's rooting for you expecting you to do two amazing things you know that's the pressure of it all that's that's the olympics that's that's being there
0: and elvis you've offered us so many words of wisdom clearly very uh genuine and, and passionate words this has been a great conversation i thank you for the fantastic conversation and uh And it's great to talk to someone who's uh you know brought home the medals for canada and uh and uh thank you so much
1: oh no anthony i appreciate it um i hope people a message everyone uh tickets are on sale now for stars on ice we're hoping that uh, we can get as many people out to, to to uh to see us skate we we'd love to skate for everyone and i know all the skaters are jonesing to to perform again and and uh we love our canadian fans And, uh, you know, we're just excited to to get back out in the spring.
0: Thanks so much, Elvis. Have a great day.
1: All right. You too, Anthony.
0: Full Comment is a post-media podcast. I'm Anthony Fury. This episode was produced by Andre Prue with theme music by Bryce Hall. Kevin Libin is the executive producer. You can subscribe to Full Comment on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music. You can listen through the app or your Alexa-enabled devices. You can help us by giving us a rating or a review and by telling your friends about us.